It is a time of a setting sun and a rising sun. The sun is setting on Kali Yuga and the new dawn of the next Satyuga is already showing its light over the horizon. We are therefore in a time of great extremes. The media will focus on the extremes of cataclysm and catastrophe, the extremes of degradation and corruption, of decomposition of social orders and political orders and financial orders and the growing extreme tension within societies and between nations and within individuals whose own internal fragmentation is reaching an extreme. But what is often under the radar is the extreme yearning for a return to the light, to a world of peace, to the capacity for real love, for new kinds of relationship that are able to be lived in truth and in harmony in the vibrational frequency of our real nature, which has been for too long obscured by the ego mind and the tendencies to conform with a society that has indeed become psychopathic and unable to sustain cooperation, harmony, truthfulness, in the media, and even between individuals, or even the power of consistency to keep one's promises, to fulfill obligations, to uh, be able to act responsibly in the world, and thus the, the glue that binds society together and that enables the highest levels of our visionary intelligence to function harmoniously and superorganismically has been corroded to the point where the integral systems that have been created through technology can no longer be maintained or sustained because the consciousness of the humans responsible for them are no longer adequate to the task of concentration and dedication that is required. And so the glitches in each system are becoming more glaring. But for those who are on the ascending path, the focus is on how we are more and more able to receive 
the intuitions and the shakti and the love and to transmit and share and perceive the goodness in all and to penetrate through the ego shells and defenses in order to create relationships that enable each being to grow to their highest potentiality. And so there is also at the same time of the collapse a grassroots movement of new communities, new sanghas, new orders, new ways of living together and of sharing this sacred planet that will enable a restoration of the harmony and the beauty and the vitality of the web of life at every level. But because of the overwhelming nature of the destructive forces, most who read the news and who are aware of the exponentially increasing imminence of utter disaster are in despair and fear and in anguish for their own complicity in the nightmare that is bringing our history to an apparent end. And so thus it becomes ever more important to deliver the good news that this is not the end, it is simply a transition from one age to another. And if we are able to collect all the wisdom that we have gained through the fall, through the loss of our divine coherence and social unity and the unity of the individual with the cosmic mind, if we are able to turn that into a practical program of transformation and of reconfiguration of our lives and our energy fields through understanding how to harness the power, the imagination, the intelligence of the dreamer of this dream that we are all co-dreaming together as manifestations of that one intelligence, then that superorganismic network that has a morphogenetic impact on the whole, on the entire planetary ecosystem, will have magical effects beyond what current science imagines is possible. But we must be courageous enough to step out of the boundaries of limited thinking that remain within the old paradigms that have become pseudoscience but remain as that which is taught because ideologically it serves certain power interests. 
But once we have recognized that the power that is supreme in the world is not a material power and not based on random mutations and not based on any limited capacity of nature to survive certain shocks and failings of the environment through the poisoning of the life stream by human malfeasance. Once we recognize that consciousness is the source of all the life forms and that consciousness is eternal, then we can understand that there is a way to bring about a restoration of our world, but that it can only be achieved if we have reached that level of consciousness, which is entitled to the command and control of the noetic field that governs our planetary ecosphere. And it is for this reason that only through the means of ego death, through inner silence, through invocation and reception of those divine vibrational frequencies with all of the information that they carry and with all of the power of will and of coherent organization of the patterns of the quantum wave functions and the ability to decollapse those wave functions that have outlived their usefulness for the whole, once this power is attained through unity with the cosmic consciousness, then there is no limit to what can be achieved by those instruments of that consciousness who have surrendered fully to being instruments of its transmission rather than as blockages or impediments or veils or filters. And so it requires the simplicity and the silence and the stillness of the mental activity in order to receive thoughts and powers that are far greater than what the ordinary level of the mind can contain and harness. And without a meditative practice in which the mental activity is mastered and silence and the power of remaining in that inner silence focused on the source, receiving with clarity, without distortion, the mind waves of that supreme intelligence 
with that practice alone will we be able to then connect and transmit a vision that can be put into action that alters the trajectory of our future. Underlying all spiritual paths, all religions, all approaches to self-realization or Buddha nature realization or God realization or the Tao or the one or the good, whatever is the final term of any system's dogma or map, there is the same actual process that is perennially and universally offered by every sage, which is simply that surrender of the mind and the heart to that formless presence that is within each of us. and to completely disidentify from the illusory mind based on the I-thought, which is a representation of the self as a bodily entity. And by cutting that frame of reference and entering into the frame of reference of the supreme intelligence, an entirely new capacity for thought and for action at a distance, for non-local consciousness to function in a very practical and pragmatic way that networks all of the various nodes of consciousness into a superorganismic whole. And this is why the sage Thich Nhat Hanh said the next Buddha will come as a Sangha, an entire community of liberated beings all in alignment and resonating with that supreme Buddha nature. Having sacrificed and jettisoned the ego identity in order to function in a higher capacity, which is the destiny and the fulfillment of the yearning at the deepest level of each being's soul. But to accomplish this, we must be willing to open our hearts. We must be willing to take the risk of love and to put behind us all the traumas and all of the landmarks and identity structures and defenses that derive from an imperfect past, from a pathological family system, from a social order that has miseducated us about the nature of reality. We must let go of all of that 
and enter what will first be perceived as an unknownness, as an emptiness, a void, a loneliness, a solitude of a kind that can never be unmade, a one-way journey into a level of consciousness from which not only is there no return, but the one who enters it dissolves into it. It is a solitude that does not even include oneself. Because that self identified with the I thought, with the representation of the body mind, and with the trajectory of karma in the phenomenal plane, all of that which never was our real self, which never was the true awareness that has peeked through the eyes and heard through the ears and been nourished by all of the other sensory data. The real self has always been in an imminent transcendence of the world, in it but not of it. But now we must return consciously to that lotus blossom of the crown chakra, beyond the bodily form, beyond identity, connected with the whole, the etheric field that is the quantum unified field that governs and contains the entire universe. And the source that has created the ether itself. Without that transition, that translation of our consciousness to such a vibrational frequency. If we remain obsessed with the ego's journey rather than the heroic journey from the ego to the God self, if we stay in the horizontal rather than attending to the vertical, we will lose that opportunity that is now open to us because of the magnetic pull of the source to make that return happen. That if we remain obsessed with the enjoyment of what is offered to the ego at the phenomenal plane and not take up the offer to receive and transmit the bliss of the noumenal reality, then we are losing an opportunity that is infinite in nature for a mere finite experience that is temporary and destined to end in disaster. But we are given the knowledge to make the correct choice. And that knowledge has always been given. You'll find it in the ancient pyramids of Egypt where the scales on which every soul was weighed had to be lighter than a feather, not to be eaten by the crocodile demon and to be able to ascend to the realm of Ra, 
and function as Isis and Osiris. It's that same myth, whether you put it into Christian terms or into Buddhist or Taoist, it's the same logic, the same truth that has been presented and taught for centuries since the fall of Atlantis, since the disappearance of the earlier yugas, since the amnesia of the human soul to its own true past and its own true future and its own real nature. And yet it never disappears from within us. The yearning is never lost entirely. And that spark of truth and of love and light have guided us to return home, to rediscover the information, to go past the breakers of resistance created by a society that ridicules the spiritual and the metaphysical, but to understand that those potentials still belong to us. They remain our birthright eternally. But now is the moment, not in the future. Now is the moment while there is still time to make that transition of consciousness from the bodily phenomenal plane to the plane of the real that pervades but transcends and underlies and governs the logos of action on this life plane through the power of divine thought, of divine will. And so each of us is faced with the question, are we willing to make the sacrifice of the ego and the surrender of the purpose and the meaning of our lives from whatever egoic level of purpose or lack thereof we had been settling for, whether a nihilistic meaninglessness or an imaginary form of spirituality or settling for a social contract of an attempt to ameliorate the problems of a world that is knotted in impasse and deadlock, that no ordinary methods can possibly help to alleviate. Will we? recognize the reality of the realm of the miraculous? Or will the cynicism that has been opposed upon us, imposed by a social order that wants to keep us disempowered, the cynicism that rejects the higher, that rejects the reality of love, that rejects the goodness, of the cosmos and its founding intelligence 
or even the existence of that intelligence. Unless we overcome the resistances that have become an ideological normality, unless we are willing to show up to the other who is still stuck in that paradigm as if we are mad because we have left the herd behind, because we have left all of the worship of the god of mammon behind, because we have left the concerns with fame and fortune of a phenomenal sort behind, because we have seen through the illusions even of romantic love and of whatever money could buy or whatever other supplements to consciousness that are external to the self could grant glimpses of unless we have become willing to enter into the silence of the real without distraction and without any trace of loyalty to the unreal, then our ascension will be snagged upon those anchors of attachment or of greed or of lust or of the hubris of the ego to show off its limited powers to gain whatever approval and applause we have been trained to act in order to get. And if we're satisfied with those limited enjoyments, we will miss out on what is possible only to those who are fully awakened and free of the ego shell. And thus we gather together in order to support each other's journey, to be in the divine madness together, to share the rising tide of consciousness and the insights that we gain through our struggles, through our victories, and even through the temporary defeats perhaps most through the temporary defeats from which we learn not to fall again in the same way and to not judge the other for such defeats, but rather to support the transformation of pain into wisdom and of fear into love and of ignorance into the realization of God. And so we are here to share the realization that we are all one, regardless of how different are our cultural backgrounds or our bodily forms or our ages or languages or our egoic paradigms, that the oneness of the real that is the innermost self 
is now able to become that emergent diamond that all can see and appreciate in the awesome unification of every consciousness with the one intelligence and love that unites us all and to live from that level at last.